You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Nick, how are you doing this afternoon? Great, Dave. How are you? I am doing great and uh, getting ready to finish out the year here, coming up on New Year's Eve this week. That's right. And there's snow on the ground. There is snow on the ground, snow in the air right now where I'm at. So uh, snow plowing's in my future. End of the year means New Year's resolutions for a lot of people. That is correct. Everybody's uh, favorite time to think about making themselves better. Yes. Yep. And there's a couple, couple of New Year's resolutions that seem to pop up fairly frequently around the financial planning world. So, uh, And it, this one kind of ties in with the fact that we've got a pretty good snowfall last night. So we're going to talk about the snowball strategy for paying off debt. You know, it's it's timely because it's the end of the year, and also we're coming off of uh, the Christmas spending season too. So, um. uh, yes, <laughs> another January favorite. Opening the uh, Christmas credit card bill, right? So the snowball strategy, the idea behind that strategy for paying down your debt is you figure out the order in which to pay off your credit card debts. And you gain momentum as you go. Kind of a, a systematic approach to it and uh, um, rooted in a lot of psychology as well in, in terms mm-hmm. of gaining momentum, if you will. So in a nutshell, you should take your debts, write them down. I like to tell people to write them down in order from smallest to largest. Yep. And along with the balance, write down the minimum monthly payment. Yep. And for now, we're not going to worry about what the interest rate is on any of the cards, which to a lot of people is kind of counterintuitive. But we say it all the time, Dave, but when you are making financial decisions, just because it makes financial and or math sense doesn't necessarily mean it's the right approach to take. Right. Right. So as I'm, I'm sure I've said on this podcast before, if it was just about the numbers, we'd all, all be living in cardboard boxes with multi-million dollar investment accounts, but nobody wants a cardboard box in the snowy rain that we're having here in Lansing today. That's for sure. So once you figured out, you've got them laid down in front of you in order like that. The next thing to do is to take a look at your budget. There's that budget word again, we always end up coming back to, and figure out how much of an extra payment you can make. Right, exactly. And we always come back to the budget, but we both kind of of always agree that it's probably one of, if not the most important piece of the the financial puzzle. So having that put together is really going to help you maximize your ability to figure out how much extra you can pay and how you can create a strategy to start paying this stuff off. And so figure out what what that extra payment can be whether it's $50 a month or $100 a month, whatever you can come up with that's over and above the minimums. And then you're going to take that extra payment. You're going to apply that all to the card with the smallest debt in the first year mm-hmm. and pay the minimums on the larger balances. So as you go forward, month by month, you're paying off that smallest card. And then once that card is 
done, once you got that paid down to zero, you can uh, turn around and take the payment you were making on that card and add that to the minimum payment you're making on the next large. And so a couple things that happen from that standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, one is as you're paying things off, you're, see, you're gaining momentum. You're seeing, okay, this is, you know, if you started with mm-hmm. eight cards and you paid one off, now you only have seven. And so that's an easy thing to wrap your head around, but also it's an easy thing to see that you're making progress where if you, if, if we just flip that in the reverse and say, okay, let's say you've got $10,000 of credit card debt and 8,000 is in one card that's paying, that has the highest interest. And you've got three or four other ones with smaller amounts. If you're just paying on that 8,000, it's going to take a lot more time for you Mm -hmm. to feel like you've made progress than if you pay one or two off and you have a little bit more flexibility with that. Um, so that is, is, is one of the main reasons and the psychological reasons why it makes sense to do it in this kind of snowball strategy. Right. And then all of a sudden your payments on that second card are so much bigger because the first card's out of the way. But your, your total monthly payment stays the same. So you're not, you're not noticing it as much as you go forward. And then as that second card gets paid down, you turn around and you do the same thing on the third. You take the payment, the cumulative payment you're making on the second card, now gets applied to the third card. Exactly. Yeah. And so now you now you've got that, you know, that higher payment and you're feeling better about it. But also, you know, the flip side of that too is you know, if your minimum payment's also going down as you pay off cards. And so there is some little bit more flexibility there where you don't have to get you where you won't get back into debt because you haven't made any progress on the minimum payment. Right. And so if you have to slow down for a month or two, let's say you're doing, you know, you get to a point where you pay off two or three cards and you got two or $300 extra going. If you have to slow down for a couple months, then you can pick that back up as opposed to not being able to, have an extra two hundred or three hundred dollars a month, and you have to take on mm-hmm. more debt. Now you're getting back into the same issue as where you were, where you started. Right, right. Which, which you know, back to the back to the idea of, of knowing where your where your money comes from and where it goes. If your spending is more than your than your income, you're not actually making progress on this. So you've got to you've got to tackle that issue first. Right, for sure. No getting around the old budget thing. Yeah. So <laughs> budgets and, and diets. Yep. And that's that's very true. And and you know, it's one of those things as you're paying stuff off, don't be, you know, keep continually look at how to adjust that budget too. And, and as you're making progress and as you're feeling better about that stuff, putting more towards that. And and you know, we're we're talking mainly about credit cards, but there's also personal loans, there's also, you know, car loans that get you know, mm-hmm. that play a part in this as well. And so don't think it's just maybe one versus the other and, and, and right. working with somebody to help you figure out what makes sense and how to do this for not just credit cards, but other debt as well. Well, and, and which immediately brings to mind student loans, which you can, you can use a very similar strategy in that respect. However, you also with student loans need to be cognizant of different flexibilities and payment programs with different loans. So sometimes it's not as simple as saying, pay off the smallest one first and then work on the next one. Sometimes with student loans, we need to be a little bit more strategic. 
Yeah, you got to figure out, you know, what's private, what's public. Um, and, you know, that plays into it as well as, you know, interest rates and those sorts of things and, and what kind of tax benefits you're getting from some of those um, student loan interest that's deductible. And so it gets a little bit more complicated, but to some degree, and in some cases, the same strategy, snowball strategy works for student loans as well. You just got to be a little bit more careful. Right. And, and with all of these, you know, the main motivator should always be thinking about all the neat things you can do with that payment once you're once you've got that last one done. You know, then all of a sudden that's hopefully money that can be used for uh, obviously, you know, the the necessities, but also, you know, that may be the ticket to being able to take vacations and do some of the fun stuff on it. Yeah, that's a great point. I think oftentimes when we're um, talking budget and we're talking paying off debt and we're talking about doing the stuff that's not very fun but necessary, having that kind of motivation Mm -hmm. behind it of this is what I'm going to do with that extra $600 a month or whatever it turns out to be can really help you. It's kind of like the, you know, when people take the skinny picture of themselves from 15 years ago, (laughs) tack it on the wall next to the treadmill. So every time they get on it, it's that same concept of figuring out ways to motivate yourself to do the things that aren't fun, but are necessary and important. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, psychologically too, Spending spending money to pay for things you've already bought is no fun, but you know saving towards things that you're anticipating doing in the future that's a lot more interesting. Absolutely, and a lot more motivating too. Right, you know you're much more willing to maybe skimp on some things here and there, go out to eat less, or do those sorts of things if there's a positive thing that you're saving for as opposed to just to pay down debt. So keep that in mind, you know, as, as, as much as we like it to be just about the numbers when we think about finances and we think about planning, it really is more about the emotions behind it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, the more you can tap into and play into the emotions and understand those, I think the better off you're going to be when it comes down to doing things like, paying off debt or saving for, you know, retirement, things of that nature, Um, the more you can understand what that means to you and and what you value and what you're working towards, the better off you're going to be at accomplishing those goals. All right. Well, uh, good topic, not a fun topic, but a good topic. And, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, hope for a good new year for everybody and, uh, whatever your resolutions are, Uh, Good luck with them. Absolutely. Hopefully this helps in in some small way, shape or form to um, tackle those things that you don't want to tackle. But, you know, you can do it. You just got to have the right mindset and you got to think about what that all is going to mean for you in the long term. And and that should really get you motivated to step up. So good luck. 2021 is going to be. Here we go. Here we go. Thanks, Nick. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You bet, Dave. Take care. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.